Welcome to Kingdom Life Podcast. We're glad that you're joining us today. We hope that today's message will bring peace to your mind, joy to your heart, and life to your soul. Thanks for listening. Uh, Today, uh, we're going to continue on in the series, Whatever You Do. And as James was doing earlier, um, our main scripture is 1 Corinthians 10, which is shocking that Alex didn't know that, but it's okay. Um, 1 Corinthians 10, starting in verse 31, it says, So whether you eat or drink, or whatever you do, do it all to the glory of God. Whatever we do in life, we do to the glory of God is what our purpose is. And um, the first sermon that Pastor Caleb shared was whatever you do lifestyle. And some of the main points for that, I'm just going to go over this really quickly, is our spiritual environment will determine how we live our lives. Um, in John, John 15, 4, Jesus said, Abide in me, and I in you. In order to live a lifestyle of worship, um, if it's even to be, for it to even be possible, our residence should be where Jesus told it to be, which is to abide in him. And for kingdom life people, worship must go from being an encounter on Sunday morning to being an endeavor every day. That's a really big quote from, from the sermon series is, for kingdom life people, not just kingdom Sunday people, um, worship must go from an encounter on Sunday morning to being an endeavor every day of our lives. Um, worship is living a life of expressing gratitude and adoration for the one who gave it all. And at the very end of Pastor Caleb's first sermon, he said that he got a word from the Lord that he's raising up a generation of David's Um, And David was a worshiper, and that's what he's doing today in our time. In his second sermon, he said um, the title was, Whatever You Do, Worship as Service. And um, this was a story about how um, Jesus said, You worship God, and Him only will you serve. He didn't say, Him only will you worship. He said, Him only will you serve, showing a connection between worshiping God and serving God. Um, And... When David um, walked in his service to God, um, others got refreshed during that time also. Uh, By doing that and following God's plan, David was able to refresh and help people also. Another part of that sermon was from John 13, when Jesus said, Truly, truly, I say to you, a servant is not greater than his master, nor is a messenger greater than the one who sent him. If you know these things, blessed are you if you do them. A question he asked was, how are you washing the feet of your neighbors? How are you washing the feet of your spouse, of your children, of your bosses? How, are what, how is what you're doing in your life affecting and benefiting people around you? Um, another point was he said, orphans serve from obligation, but sons serve by nature. Orphans serve to get into the family, but sons serve because they're in the family. Sons know their identity. And by, that, by knowing their identity, they serve from that aspect, not trying to get into the family but because they already are in the family. And then he talked about the eight benefits of serving and how um, it's been proven scientifically that volunteering can help improve symptoms of stress and depression in your life. That's how good and how beneficial volunteering is, not just for people, but for yourself also. And then the last sermon was whatever you do, worship as obedience Biblical obedience means simply to hear, submit, trust, and surrender to God and to his word. Obedience is worship because we put aside our desires to do what the Lord desires for us in our life. And your obedience from God comes from one or two places, your love for him or your fear of his punishment. And when it comes from our love for him, we see the benefit of that 
in our lives and also in the lives of others around us. So today, I want to talk about uh, continuing the series, and let's go to John 15, verse 7, starting out in John 15, verse 7, in the Amplified Classic Edition. It says, If you live in me, this is Jesus speaking, abide vitally united to me, and my words remain in you, and continue to live in your hearts, ask whatever you will, and it shall be done for you. When you you bear produce much fruit, my Father is honored and glorified, and you show yourselves to be my disciples. In the NLT, it says, when you produce much fruit, you are my true disciples, that brings great glory to my Father. In the ESV, it says, by this my Father is glorified, that you bear much fruit, and so prove yourself to be my disciples. The sermon series is whatever you do, and how our life should be worshiping God, And right here, Jesus said that when you bear and produce much fruit, it brings glory and honor to God. So in whatever we do, by by honoring God and by bearing fruit or by producing, by following his plan and having results in our lives, it's bringing glory to God also. So that's the title of today's message. Whatever you do, worship by bearing fruit. Whatever you do, worship by bearing fruit. Let's go to verse 1 of that same chapter of John 15. Jesus said, I am the true vine, and my Father is the fine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away, and every branch that, that bears fruit, he prunes, that it may bear more fruit. You are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. Abide in me, and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me, and I in him, There is much fruit, for without me, you can do nothing. Without him, we can do nothing. You know, without him, we really, there's nothing we can do. There's nothing we really are without him and his help in our lives. And going on to verse 6, it says, Anyone, if anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch and is withered, and they gather them and throw them into the fire, and they are burnt. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, You ask what you desire, and it shall be done for you. By this my Father is glorified, that you bear much fruit, so you will be my disciples. How does Jesus' word abide in us? It abides in us by us practicing it, by the amount that we practice it. Well, someone asked, how do you know that, Aaron? Well, 1 John 2, 6 says, He who says he abides in him ought himself also so to walk just as he walked. In the NLT, it says, those who say they live in God should live their lives as Jesus did. Should live their lives as Jesus did. Well, how did Jesus live his life? He lived his life to give. He lived his life in complete obedience to what his father wanted him to do in his life. And did Jesus' life bear fruit? Yes, we can see today that just from this room, that what Jesus did has borne all kinds of fruit in our lives and across the world. And the Millions and billions of people have been affected by what he did and how his life bore fruit. And last week, Pastor Caleb talked about obedience to God, and we abide in Jesus and follow him by practicing the word, and that's how we can abide in him. You know, this isn't just a Sunday thing. Um, For fruit to bear and to grow, it has to take a process and amount of time. You can't just throw an apple seed on the ground, and it just sprout up, and, you know, it's right there within three hours. Like, it takes days, it takes time, 
that sometimes it takes many years for fruit to bear, but as it bears, it brings glory and honor to God and our worship of him. And for us to be kingdom life people, worship must go from an encounter on Sunday morning to an endeavor every day. It has to go from not just being in one day, or in Christ, but I'm saying of being carnally minded one day and spiritually minded the next day, or of one day of being on fire for God the next day of you know, being down and depressed. It has to be a consistent endeavor, and not just on Sunday mornings, but every day of our life. And, you know, for our lives to bear fruit and bring glory to God, one way we can do that and bring glory to him and bear fruit is by valuing the word of God. In Matthew 7, it says, this is Jesus speaking, he says, Therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I would liken to a wise man who built his house on the rock, and the rain descended and the floods came and the winds blew and beat on that house, and it did fall, for it was founded on the rock. But everyone who, hears these, uh, hears, everyone who hears these sayings of mine and does not do them, we like a foolish man to build his house on the sand. And the rain descended and the floods came and the winds blew and beat on that house, and it fell, and great was its fall. The first verse I want to go back to, it says, Therefore whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them. For us to be doers of the word, we have to hear first um, what Jesus has said. It's, you have to hear first and then do it. Um, hearing first and then do it. That was the same case in verse 26 and verse 24 about hearing first and then practicing it. So we have to hear it first and then practice it. You know, we're still talking now about worshiping God and whatever we do and bearing fruit. That's what we're talking about. Uh, let's go to Mark 4. This is a common parable about the parable of the sower. This is Jesus speaking. He says, And again he began to teach by the sea, and a great multitude was gathered to him. So he got into a boat and sat in it on the sea. And the whole multitude was on the land facing the sea. Then he taught them many things by parables and said to them in his teaching, Listen, behold, a sower went out to sow. And it happened as he sowed that some seed fell by the wayside, and the birds of the air came and devoured it. Some fell on stony ground, where it did not have much earth, and immediately it sprang up because it had no depth of earth. But when the sun was up, it was scorched, because it had no root, it withered away. And some seed fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked it, and it yielded no crop. But other seed fell on good ground, and yielded the crop that sprang up, increased, and produced some thirtyfold, some sixty, and some a hundred. And he said to them, He who has ears to hear, let him hear. Going on to verse 10. But when he was alone, those around him with the twelve asked him about the parable. And he said to them, To you it has been given to know the mystery of the kingdom of God, but to those who are outside all things come in parables, so that seeing they may see and not perceive, hearing they may hear and not understand, lest they should turn and their sins should be forgiven them. And he said to them, Do you not understand this parable? How then will you understand all the parables? The sower sows the word, and these are the ones by the wayside where the word is sown. When they hear, Satan comes immediately and takes away the word that was sown in their hearts. These likewise are the ones sown on, sto- sown on stony ground, who, when they hear the word, immediately receive it with gladness, and they have no root in themselves, so they endure for only a time. Afterward, when tribulation or persecution come, rises for the word's sake, Immediately they stumble. Now these are the ones who are sown among thorns. They are the ones who hear the word and the cares of, the, of this world, the deceitfulness of riches, and the desires for other things, entering in choke the word, and it becomes unfruitful. What was that last part? It becomes unfruitful. We're still talking about producing fruit. But these are the ones who are sown on good ground, who hear the word, accept it, 
and bear fruit, some 30, some 60, and some 100. Also he said to them, Is a lamp brought to be put under a basket or under a bed? Is it not to be set on a lampstand? But there is nothing hidden which will not be revealed, nor has anything been kept secret, but that, but that it should become to the light. If anyone has ears to hear, let him hear. Then he said to them, Take heed what you hear. With the same measure you use it, it will be measured to you, and to you who hear, more will be given. I like the Amplified Classic of this one. It says, And he said to them, Be careful what you are hearing. The measure of thought and study you give to the truth you hear will be the measure of virtue and knowledge that comes back to you. And more besides will be given to you who hear. And then going back to verse 20, but these are the ones sown on good ground. Some who hear it, accept it and bear fruit, some 30-fold, some 60, and some 100. We're still talking about giving glory and honor to God in whatever we do. And valuing the word of God is one way we can do that about some people, some of these who are sown got no harvest, some got 30, some got 60, some got 100. What was the difference? Well, going back to verse 24 of, but you get, it says that you give thought and study, the amount and measure you do that will be the amount and measure that comes back to you. Honoring God and glorifying him, we can, one way we can do that is by valuing the word of God and honoring what he's done for us by giving us his word. You know, if you if, um, I, like for me, for example, if I came in on a Sunday morning and I listened to the sermon, but if I didn't think about the word the rest of the week from that sermon, is that honoring what was said? No, it's not. It's if I come in and I think about it while I'm here and then don't think about it one more time the rest of the week, that's not honoring it or valuing what God has done in our lives. And that is, I think it's humongous importance to, especially in the world we live in, of it's easy, it's very, um, Pastor Caleb was saying how it's very easy to get busy and tired and, you know, get going with everything we have going on, but by getting produced fruit in our life which glorifies God, a way to have that happen is by honoring the word, not just on Sunday mornings, but on every day of our lives, continually to think about it and to value it that way. You know, if someone was, so like, if your spouse or someone from a family member was to say something to you, and then you're like, oh yeah, I got that. And then just forget about it. And then a week later they come and talk to you. And they're like, hey, do you remember that? It's like, no. That shows, that shows them that you didn't really value or honor what they said to you. And by honoring and thinking about the word day and night, it helps us in order to, to produce fruit in our lives. And going back to John 15, 8, he says, when you bear, produce much fruit. My Father is honored and glorified, and you show and prove yourselves to be true followers of mine. So the first way about, first one of the ways that we can honor God and have fruit in our life is by honoring his word. Another way is by abiding in Jesus. In order for a lifestyle of worship to be possible, our residence should be abiding in Jesus. In John fifteen four, Jesus said, Abide in me, and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, Unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. He said, I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. He said, I am the vine and you are the branches. If a branch got cut off from the vine, it's not going to produce anything. If, a, if we went up and chopped off one of these branches from the tree, it's not going to produce, there's not going to be any life in it. And by us staying connected and abiding in Jesus, that's how we're able to produce fruit also, is by staying with him. 
And our spiritual environment will determine how we live our lives. Part of abiding in Jesus is staying connected to who he wants us to stay connected to, um, the people he wants us to stay connected around. You know, in Acts 4, it says about how they went back to their own company. Well, back to your own company is also staying with the people he puts you with. You know, there's um, many times in the Bible where God moves someone to a different area, a location, or an association with people, and those people are there to help them. And this church is here to help, help you. It's here to help you, and being around these people gives you strength and allows you in order to fulfill God's plan for your life. And, you know, bearing fruit um, for God has to be an everyday endeavor. It can't just be on Sunday mornings. It has to be every day following him. Going on to Psalm 1. Um, Psalm 1, this was read a couple weeks ago too. It says, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. He should be like a tree planted by rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season, that brings forth fruit in its season, whose leaf also shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. This is talking about consistency also about not just the Sunday morning, um, you know, once a month of coming to church, but consistently following God's plan for our life, consistently um, thinking about the Word of God, consistently being around the people He wants us to be around. And, you know, and whatever we do, we worship God. And by following Him and by um, Him producing fruit in our lives, the way that happens is by consistently following Him. You know, and then another way, um, the third way that I can see right now that we can uh, have fruit produced in our lives is by how we impact people's lives. Um, in James 5, 7, it says, Therefore, be patient, brethren, unto the coming of the Lord. See how the farmer waits for the precious fruit of the earth, waiting patiently for it until he receives the early and the latter rain. He says the precious fruit of the earth. And right here he's talking about people. He's talking about people, and they're referred to as the precious fruit of the earth. And our life can impact um, and can bear fruit. Another way is by how we impact people's lives, um, how we are able to help them, how we're able to help them follow God's plan for their life or get back on God's plan for their life. And, you know, the precious fruit of the earth. And Jesus' life, Jesus' life down here on earth was a life of worship to God. And... How, was, how did he do that? How did he worship and follow God's plan for his life? Well, it was by obedient, being obedient to him, and by being obedient to him, the fruit of that has impacted billions of people around the earth of what he did to help them, to help them follow God and his plan. And when we obey and follow God's plan for our life, the same thing can happen. You know, there's people who are watching us, who are what we do, and how we follow his plan will help them in their life. And you don't have to even say it. You can just, by following and being consistent day in and day out, that's bringing glory to God. If you're having issues at work and if other people are being in strife and you're there and you're being peace, you know, not having strife and forgiving people, that's glorifying God because someone can see there's something different about them. Uh, they're not giving into the strife, they're not giving into the gossip. They're there and they're honoring God and loving God. And as we do that, as we follow his plan, um, and as we, in every day, not just on Sunday mornings, but every day follow him, it's a testimony to people to be able to follow him and to love him for people to come into the kingdom of God.
So whatever we do, and by worshiping God, we can bear fruit, and bearing fruit glorifies, glorifies God. Let's go back to our, our main scripture from um, 1 Corinthians 10. It says, So whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all to the glory of God. And then back to our scripture from John. When you produce much fruit, you are my true disciples, and this brings glory to my Father. With our worship of God and following him, producing fruit that lasts is how we do that. And not just you know, fake fruit. This was a sermon we had, Pastor Caleb shared a couple years ago about fake fruit and real fruit, but it's um, not putting on a, a, fast, a you know, plastic fantastic, but being real and following him and loving him, it's a way that we can bear fruit and fruit that will last, um, fruit that will impact people's lives, not just today, um, but for years and years after this. And, you know, we can look at the example of people in our lives like Pastor Bob Hausman, of what he's done, of, of obeying God, and this church it came from him, like Prophet Mindred, what he did and the property we're on now came from him following God, and that's impacted people. The sacrifice that people made and by loving him and following him has impacted all kinds of people from what they've done. And as we do that and as we see their example and follow them and follow the Lord through that, we'll be able to benefit people. So, so whatever we do, the three ways going over that again are by abiding in Jesus, by honoring the word, by abiding in Jesus, by staying consistent with his plan for our lives, and by seeing the precious fruit of the earth, the people, and by following God's plan for our life, we are able to make a lasting impact that will bear fruit, that will impact people's lives and our lives going, following God and his plan. And that's how we bring glory and honor to God. One of the ways, three of these ways is by following him, and in whatever we do, we bring glory and honor to God because of our love for God and because of his love for us. It's kind of short and sweet today, but it's, uh, I think you all got the point. So could you all stand with me really quick, please? Thank you. All right. Father God, thank you for today. Thank you for this message and um, the impact that it can have. And as we honor the word, as we abide in you and stay consistent in you, and as we follow your plan that you have for our lives, people will be impacted, people will come into the kingdom, people will be saved. And as they're saved and come to the kingdom, people's lives will be changed. And for those who need to come back to you, they'll come back to you. And we thank you for that as we see the importance of our lives and how we can produce fruit. And as we produce fruit and whatever we do, it brings glory and honor to you. Thank you for in Jesus' name. Amen. This has been another message from Kingdom Life Church. If this podcast ministered to you, be sure to like, subscribe, and share to help get the message of Jesus around the world. For more information, be sure to visit our website at kingdomlife.live. Thanks for listening, and remember, love God and love people.